When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. All right, here is the latest for ESPN.com on the Michigan situation, just to get everybody up to speed because we're awaiting something potentially as early as today. Michigan has responded to the Big Ten notice of disciplinary action over allegations of sign stealing and off-campus scouting by Connor Stallions. Any potential discipline from the Big Ten is not expected until Thursday. That's today, a source told ESPN. Any potential penalties by the Big Ten would most likely focus on Coach Harbaugh and not the players, a source told ESPN. Um, And the letter to the Big Ten has been signed by 11 Michigan state representatives that is warning the conference not to take any disciplinary measures against Michigan until the final result of the investigation or the NCAA's probe is announced. Basically, we're going to sue you if you do anything before the the investigation is complete. So that's kind of the latest <laughs> news and information on that part of it. In the state legislature, doing a little too much. Like if they're involving themselves to this degree in college football, eleven lawmakers. Yeah, come on, come on, man, chill out. It's the biggest business probably in that uh, area. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt but that. I agree but like, like, come on, man. This is a bridge too far. We have y'all to got, have more y'all got bigger problems to worry about. No, I try, you know I what I'm saying? Like, like, I agree. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Y'all just getting through this auto worker strike. Y'all got other things to deal with in Michigan rather than worrying about Michigan football and Jim Harbaugh will or won't get suspended. And we don't know the answer to that. Paul Feinbaum yesterday, of course, uh, ESPN College Football host, Paul Feinbaum Show, SEC Network, ESPN Radio, College Game, everything that you know, Paul. He was on uh, Get Up yesterday with Greeny, 8 a.m. Eastern Time on ESPN, and had this to say about what happens if Michigan wins a title. You don't want to rush to judgment, but I don't see how he can't rush to judgment. And based on the information that he's getting and the sources are indicating that he doesn't suspend Jim Harbaugh indefinitely. I know that we've, we've been through the machinations of the Big Ten policy, but that seems very likely. And, and without doing that, uh, everything that happens from here on with the University of Michigan is, Michigan is going to be tainted. And I think that's the real issue here for college football. There's so many other things going wrong with the sport. There's so many allegations being levied. But can you imagine, Greening, on January 8th, if, if, if Michigan wins the national championship, and Jim Harbaugh is given that trophy, I think the rest of the, the, the sports world is going to turn its nose in disgust. And that's a real issue here. And I think what, what Petiti has to do is, is take a page from Roger Goodell, like it or not, and, and take control of the situation because you can't obviously wait on the NCAA. We'll be waiting the rest of our lives for them to rule on this. So that's the part where I disagree with Paul Feinbaum on this. I mean, whether they suspend Jim Harbaugh or not, this is going to be around the program if Michigan wins the national title. This might not be the headline long-term, but this is always going to be a footnote that's associated with them if they, in fact, do win a national championship. People are going to talk about the sign-stealing scandal and Connor Stallions dressed in Central Michigan gear at a game advanced scouting Michigan State. They are going to talk about that, whether Jim Harbaugh gets suspended or not. So to try to suspend him indefinitely – 
and get ahead of whatever success that Michigan is going to have the rest of the regular season and potentially in the college football playoff, to me that doesn't hold any merit. Like that, That's going to be a part of the story no matter what happens with Jim Harbaugh moving forward in the way of disciplinary action. I guess the question is, who are we saying is going to view it as tainted? Like, will we view it that way? Probably not. Will the general college football fan view it that way? Absolutely. They absolutely will. And whether it's fair or unfair, this is what we do. We say, you've had all this success. I have evidence that you cheated to achieve that success, and I'm going to hold it against you and not give you the credit that you deserve. We did it with the Astros. We did it with the Patriots. And we will do it with Michigan if they win a national championship. I say the royal we as sports Yeah, but, but, but the game is played on the field. If they win a national championship, when somebody asks who won, the championship in 2023 people are going to say Michigan like that like no again if they win the national title it's not going to the the sign stealing scandal is not going to take away from the greatness of Jim Harbaugh as a coach he's a great coach we've seen it already at Stanford we've seen it already in the National Football League now we're seeing it again at Michigan Nobody is saying that Jim Harbaugh is not a good coach. Okay, they might have stolen signs and they might have done it in a way that nobody else conceived of in college football. Okay, well and good, but that doesn't mean that Michigan is not a good team. That doesn't mean that Jim Harbaugh is not a good coach. We sit here and talk about the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Belichick, the greatest coach of all time. Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. And yet you had two huge scandals that involved NFL discipline during both dynastic windows. We saw it with Spygate in the 2000s. We saw it with Deflategate in the 2010s. It still doesn't take away from the greatness of those two individuals that were core to the Patriots becoming one of the best teams over the last two decades. Much in the same way with Jim Harbaugh and his sign-stealing candle. If Michigan wins a national title this year, people are going to say, Michigan won the title. Yeah, the footnote is that they stole signs, but it's still about Jim Harbaugh actually going back to his alma mater and winning a championship and extending this legacy of great Michigan coaches from Bo Schembechler to Lloyd Carr. Now he's the next one in line. Um, I also, you mentioned the two different Patriots scandals. And when Paul Feinbaum says that Tony Petiti should act like Roger Goodell and take control of the situation, I wonder which version of Roger Goodell he means. Because the Roger Goodell that dealt with Spygate was basically like, Burn the tapes. We don't want to deal with this. We want to close this chapter quickly and and not take away from the Patriots. That was early Roger Goodell. If it I'm was not early mistaken. Roger Goodell because yeah, he was just took a Paul Tagliabue had a, a you know relationship there. Yeah. But the Roger Goodell that dealt with Deflategate was very defiant. He was like, "We are going to make an example out of this." It's something that drug on for a very long time. We all probably covered it. You you know we we. It was a different approach. So I wonder which version of Roger Goodell we're going to see if Tony Petiti does, in fact, take it. And it's interesting because you bring up Deflategate. Deflategate, Bill Belichick disassociated himself with it. He wasn't involved in Deflategate, remember? Like, it was a situation where that's on Tom Brady, that's on the equipment managers, it's on the organization. There was punishment toward the Patriots, there was punishment toward Tom, and really not a a lot in the way of punishment or discipline toward Bill Belichick. I'm curious to see how Tony Petiti handles this, and if the punishment is not as such that satisfies all the member schools in the Big Ten – how does that change the perception of what happens with Michigan moving forward as well? If you use the Deflategate and Spygate as an example, 
as it relates to Petiti, what we're actually then asking is what is what does he do next based on this? Because Deflategate became a thing because the owners were furious that Spygate wasn't enough of a thing. Yeah. There was nothing. I read the, the 200-some-odd pages of the legal documents trying to defend Brady. I was going to law school, basically, to oh, do it myself. You know all about PSI. Right, seriously. <laughs> and there's nothing in there that would incriminate Brady. Like, literally nothing in there that would incriminate Brady. Even the whole phone thing that everybody says, oh, like, check the phone. He offered the phone records. They turned it down. People don't want to mention that. He just didn't offer the physical phone, right? So the point is, if we think that Petiti is soft on Michigan, what happens the next time? Because that's how you relate it there. But when you tell the story, when you're talking about average everyday fan, not the three of us, we cannot consider ourselves average everyday fan because we're here. We are thankful to be on Unsportsmanlike, on ESPN Radio, on ESPN Television, on ESPNU, that like the average everyday fan watching and listening to us tells the Belichick and Brady story as the greatest ever and Deflategate and Spygate. They tell Jose Altuve and Bergman, uh, Bregman and everybody with the Astros as great kind of dynasty here, but they also have the buzzer situation. Yeah, but they don't take away Jose Altuve's MVP. Everybody still looks at him as an MVP. No, but what we're going to see with Michigan is a title this year would not be just exclusively a title. It would be the title and the other stuff. And I think that's what's going to happen. So I don't know if it taints it. It adds another line to the story. And maybe that does It adds a it. comma. National yeah. champion, comma, cheater. Probably. Yeah, I mean, but do we say that about Pete Carroll with USC? National title, national championships, and cheater? I don't know why. I'm just asking, do we say that? Because that's what happened. I'm going to tell you why. They took away Reggie Bush's Heisman. We know something was going on. Pete Carroll was encouraging those dudes to get quote-unquote internships with sports agents where they weren't really working. Like, they were were literally funneling money to some of the best prep players that they could find in the recruiting landscape. And yet nobody wants to discredit their national titles. Why is that? I'm going to tell you why. So I think there's two reasons. One, I think everyone believes what their what USC did should have been legal. Yes. And Pete Carroll is more likable than any of the other people we're mentioning here to the okay. masses. The likability. Okay, but that's but we also Which is not right but, but, based but, but, on how we look at it. But when we're telling this story, we also have to talk about that. People don't like Jim Harbaugh. Correct. There is a likability factor here. He can rub folks the wrong way. I know him. I get it. He is a prickly personality, <laughs> but it works with Michigan. Yeah. And so you're, it, it creates this dynamic where you're, he's polarizing and he's a villain in college football, and this is just playing into that. The NCAA couldn't get him with the recruiting violations. Remember, they tried to negotiate a suspension. He was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. They, Michigan did a self-imposed suspension that was a little bit lighter. And I said this before at the onset of this investigation by the NCAA. It feels like they're trying to do the circle back and try to find something to suspend Jim Harbaugh, give him a level of discipline that they shot he should have had in the first place. A.K. Deflake. Exactly. But, this is the second one. But yeah, really but, what we're for at. the NCAA, yeah, but for yeah. the Big Ten, I, I'm not quite sure how this goes to serve anything that you're trying to get done because this is a very delicate time for the conference with expansion on the horizon. You're bringing in four West Coast schools, Washington, Oregon, USC, and UCLA, and all of them are balling this year. Why would you want to take away the best team that you have in the conference when it comes to 
the, the representation of the Big Ten at the highest levels of the sport, which is the college football playoff. And make no mistake, taking Jim Harbaugh off of the sideline does jeopardize Michigan having a chance to win a national title. 100%. Why would you want to do that? You don't. You, you, you don't want to. <laughs> you wouldn't want to do that. But the question becomes, would a Michigan title be tainted? I think that most people would say yes. And we'll hear from you on the Unsportsmanlike Nation Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. Would a Michigan title be tainted this year because of the sign stealing circumstances that are going on right now that the Big Ten is looking into? We will get your phone calls in coming up. Plus, could there be an alteration of an all-star game, a remake of sorts? We will get to that coming up. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, ESPNU, all of our great ESPN stations across the country, Sirius XM 80, ESPN app. We think maybe possibly today we will have a resolution to some extent in this Michigan sign-stealing situation. We will dive into the Dr. Pepper call-in line now at 888-SAY-ESPN on whether or not you think a Michigan title could be tainted. Adam in Florida joins us on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Hey, everybody. Hey, I, I think that the NCAA should, if they can prove that Connor Stallions was scouting games for this season, that they should be a forfeit, a loss for Michigan, and they should update their record going forward for the year and then continue with the investigation after that. So that is an interesting thought in general because I had this conversation today with Hembo, of course you'll hear him with Greeny 10 a.m. Eastern time, about previous cheating scandals in sports that we have talked about, right? The Patriots won, the Astros, just those are kind of the big two I guess we talk about. And most of those we find out about long after the fact, Mm -hmm. not in the moment. Mm -hmm. This one we have kind of found out about more so in the moment. If they find out that this happened in these games, what do they do retroactively? Anything? I don't know if they can do anything to impact what happens on the field in the way of wins or the trajectory of Michigan. Like vacating wins now and calling them as losses means that Michigan is out of the college football playoff picture when you look at their strength of schedule. So I don't think that that's something that's fair to the kids. I I really don't. Now, I know other people are going to argue fairness to the kids that Michigan is playing, but I would say to that uh, it's a situation where – the kids don't necessarily know what's going on in terms of the lengths that Jim Harbaugh is going to in order to find out the information or Connor Stallions is going to in order to find out the information. It's, it's overly punitive to the kids and the opportunity that this football team has to compete in the postseason. 
Interesting. Yeah, and I, I think that, again, they've said they're going to stick to the Harbaugh part of this and not the team. Lucky in Texas on Sirius XM Channel 80. What's up, Lucky? Hey, enjoy the show. Smalls, love your baseball. Thanks, Lucky. First of all, I don't have a hunt. I don't have a dog in this hunt. Don't care. Could care less. But if you're going to suspend Harbaugh, what about Brian Day? What about the collusion of signs stealing amongst other teams? You can't take away their wins. Heck, Michigan could stand behind and tell them, we're running left. And you still ain't going to stop them. <laughs> well, you bring up a very interesting point, which is why I think if there is a penalty, they're going to stick to the idea of advanced scouting and not sign stealing. They're probably going to hone in on that and not the sign stealing specifically. But that's where I think Tony Petiti and the Big Ten, well, and the NCAA too, has to be careful because you could be turning over a lot of rocks here. No doubt. The, the people that are, no doubt. that are throwing stones better make sure that their side of the street is clean. And that's why they're saying it privately and not publicly. Yeah. That's why you don't have these coaches coming out and taking hard-line stances and saying, hey, yeah, this is a bridge too far with Jim Harbaugh. He's absolutely out of pocket, all of these other things. like They're, they're, they're being very careful in terms of framing the criticism because I do think that there are other coaches, other programs that are out there with people that are doing advanced scouting, with people that are designated to steal signs. And this is something that the NCAA and the Big Ten don't want to necessarily open. It's a can of worms they don't want to open up because now all of a sudden, if you're having this reaction to Jim Harbaugh and you suspend him indefinitely, you might be painting yourself into a corner where you all of a sudden have to suspend other coaches in the Big Ten indefinitely because of similar infractions. Yeah, and if you're a team that's good, a.k.a. Ohio State, you better really hope that there's nothing that can ever come out because this is your big rival, a team that is is probably going to stand in your way on a chance to potentially winning a national title. And if you were to come out and be very vocal against what's happening with Connor Stallions, Jim Harbaugh, and Michigan, you better hope that nothing ever comes out about you doing anything similar. Because when we hear about the collusions and we hear Purdue, Rutgers, we're like, whatever. We hear Ohio State, we perk up a little bit because of the state of the program. We want to go after winners. That's just what we do. You're a thousand percent right, but you shouldn't be right. It shouldn't matter how good you are if they're saying that you're breaking the rules, but it absolutely does. Uh, Keith in Tennessee, listening on Sirius XM80, joins us on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. What's up, Keith? Hey, hey guys. How's it going? What's going on, Keith? Um, So, uh, I want to say uh, I, I really do believe that the title would be tainted. I uh, also want to follow up with that. I, I feel like anything below at least one or two-year postseason ban would be a, kind of a taint and slap in the face to college football as well. I've seen higher punishments for less. Uh, like you mentioned earlier about the USC scandal, um, they, they acted like USC just – uh, they they made a huge deal about it. I mean, as, as far as the advanced scouting, Michigan uh, allegedly, I don't know if the NCAA is looking into it, but supposedly they were giving out um, scouting advice to other teams to keep other teams out of the playoffs. So past two years, it seems that all of this has came to their advantage before then. Yeah, I mean, I think that you're gonna you're gonna be in the majority in terms of average fans out there. They're gonna look at it and say, "Well, they only did this because of that, and they only won because of this," and which is not 100 percent true. No, it's 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 not. And here's the thing, man: stealing signs. There's no doubt gives you an advantage in football. But like Dion says, you got to stop it. Coach Prime said, "Like I can give somebody my playbook, they still have to figure out a way to stop it." And with Michigan, this is one of the best teams in the country. It's hard to stop them. 
They're, they're plus 300 in point differential this year. There ain't that much sign stealing in the world, Smalls. <laughs> so, like they're, just, they're leaps and bounds better than everybody that they've played. And guess what? If they're stealing your signs and you think that there's the potential for them stealing your signs, it's up to you to change the damn signs. Yeah. Just change them. You know, what's funny change about, the signs. you know what's funny about what you're saying, CC, in terms of, well, you got to stop it? What's the most guaranteed? What's the most guaranteed play to work in the NFL this? Oh, season? the brotherly shove. Yeah. yeah, everyone knows it's coming every single time, and it works every single time. They are. They, you don't have to steal the sign. They are telling you, "Here's what we're about to do," and it still cannot be stopped. If I told you as a defender playing on the defensive line for 11 years in the NFL, here's the specific play that's coming your way. You have an advantage, but it doesn't mean you're going to stop the back. Listen, I know Peyton Manning's going to pass in a two-minute drill. That don't mean we're going to be able to stop Peyton Manning in the Colts. Right. That don't mean it's going to work. You know what I mean? Like that. That's the that's the part that I think people automatically make this assumption. And here's the thing with hypotheticals, looking back, you can never prove them. But I guess my whole point is if you look at the Michigan team this year, this is the best team that Jim Harbaugh has ever had because it's the best offense that he's ever had. It's the best quarterback that he's ever had at Michigan. I, like they are just a better football team than everybody else in the college football landscape, save the Georgia Bulldogs. And right now, those two teams are neck and neck. So I just I, I I don't understand why everybody wants to make the assumption that this team would not be capable of having success, even if they didn't have the signals or the signs from other teams that they're playing. Michigan is a great football team. There's no doubt about they're, it. They're, they're a, great they're a team. complete football team. They also haven't played or beaten anyone ranked yet. And they're playing pe- number ten Penn State this weekend on the road. On the road. And guess what? If they this and this is the great part about having this conversation is that I hate to cut you all smalls. No, you're all good. This is an this is a moment that we could be talking about this scandal galvanizing a Michigan team that has been coasting through the regular season because they haven't played anybody. Everybody in the world is saying, "Hey, Michigan, you're stealing signs. We don't know that you're you, you don't have this inflated record and inflated ranking. You haven't played anybody. This is their opportunity, the kids in that locker room, to make a statement about their ability to compete and win at the highest levels of the sport against quality competition without the benefit of stealing signals. This is a moment that they can go out there and blow the doors off of Penn State, and that's what I'm anticipating seeing on Saturday afternoon. I don't think this game between them and Penn State is going to be particularly close because of what's going on right now. If you ever wanted a reason for a coach to put a chip on the shoulder of a team that's ranked in the top five in the AP rankings and the college football playoff, this would be the reason why. They could also lose. They could also they could also lose, but all I'm saying, Lee, saying is this: all those member schools in the Big Ten that are that are caping for Tony Petiti to do something to Jim Harbaugh, be careful what you want, be careful what you're asking for, because this is this is creating a moment right now for this football team to put a chip on their shoulder and to play the underdog us against the world card that they might not otherwise have had. All right, yes or no question for you guys to answer. We're sitting with the higher ups in the NCAA. We're in a pri- the college football playoff committee. We're in a room alone. Nobody can hear us. We're talking to them about the college football playoff and the national championship. It's a TV show. Remember that. And we say to them, right now you could pick Michigan to be in the game or out of the game. Yes or no, they would want Michigan in the game or out of the game. Oh, in the game. Yes. In the- I, I don't think there would be any dissension yeah. to put but Michigan in the that game. That has to be remembered through all of this. This is a TV show. It's a business. Michigan is great for business right now. Unbelievable for business. 888-SAY-ESPN is your telephone number to join the show. Uh, We got more on Thursday Night Football coming up. Interesting comments from the head coach of the Bears. 
Plus, oh boy, interesting format change, maybe a remake of the All-Star game in the NBA. We will get to that coming up. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. 25 to go, late in the clock. Handoff Johnson getting toward the goal line. He's in, touchdown! Dylan Johnson on his 26th carry of the night, his fourth touchdown of the game, 250-plus yards on the ground. Huskies 51-42 to here at USC. Love any time we can play Kesty there. Mark Kesty share with the call. ESPN Radio, Washington, and USC. Our good hands moment of the week. Brought to you by Allstate. With insurance from Allstate, you'll be game day ready every day. Visit Allstate.com or call a local agent today to learn more. Allstate, you're in good hands. So there's the... Oh. No, we're not joining hands again, Javante. It's not happening. It's not happening. I don't care how many times you play the song. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing... Oh, get out of here. I'm not doing it. You know, I think that I'm not doing it. That actually hurt. It I'm not so doing it. Javante and Pat can hold hands. I'm not doing it. That actually hurt. I'm not doing it. I'm out three to six Cut weeks. Cut the music, Javante. Cut it. Do you have the same injury as you Justin Fields? You want to talk about HR? Nonsense. I just got slapped. Yeah. Doesn't feel like very positive well, programming to me. Well, we're, we're, we're about to talk about Justin Fields' thumb. I want you to empathize with his pain. Slap you. Wow. Yeah, okay, go. well, here's the head coach of the Bears, <laughs> Matt Eberflus, after I just got slapped. Yeah, get to it. He's getting better, though. Accuracy's improving. He's throwing it better. And, you know, he's starting to do more and more and more. So uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. And right now we're listening to him as doubtful. And uh, we'll see where it goes from there. If he's not medically cleared, well, how come doubtful versus our? Yeah, just to see. we got to give him one more day. Give him one more day. But he's, uh, he's working hard. And uh, it's getting better every day. So we'll see where it goes. He's not playing. Yeah, he's not playing. So, yeah, I mean, y'all want to tell him that the game is tomorrow or should I? Like, <laughs> we're going to give him one more day, but the game is tomorrow, Coach. What are you talking about? It went from doubtful to one more day to, yeah, he's not playing. Yeah, like, it's <laughs> obvious. Like, you know whether or not he's playing. Like, the guys in the locker room need to know the day before the game who the quarterback is going to be. I'm pretty sure the offensive coordinator and the coaching staff want to know so they can put together their game plan and script their first 20 plays. Like, that's information that you know. Why Why are you putting on airs? Why are you saying it's doubtful? That doesn't make any sense, Smalls. Yeah, that was a journey. I don't know why we had to go through all that just to arrive at a place that we already knew was likely that he's not going to play. 
Just tell us. Just I, I'm, straight out. I'm very confused as to what they're doing with this. And this is this goes back to like Deshaun Watson too. Like if you got if you know these guys are going to be out for any significant period of time, the IR is different than it used to be in the NFL. When you were playing, the IR means you're done for the season. Yeah. There's a four game IR that would basically not only allow the player time, but allow you to not answer questions. And for whatever, I mean, how long has Justin Fields been out now? A couple of weeks, yeah. No, more than that, I think. I think he's been out like four weeks. That if they would have just put him on the IR immediately, the four-week IR, there's no question about this. There's no 51%. He may be playing. He may not be playing, whatever it is. And I think that they walk themselves into these weird circumstances with these quarterbacks where it's a day-to-day thing and a week-to-week thing. And I think they would be better off just preemptively striking and just say he's going to be out four weeks. Because that's what happened anyway. Yeah, and that's probably what he's trying to do is defend their position to keep him on the active roster, knowing that he got hurt in the Minnesota Vikings games. They've had three games already. If he's going to miss the Carolina Panthers games, there goes your four-game window where you could have had him on IR and had another live body that could actually help the guys on the field. But the fact that they didn't do that is an embarrassment, and it speaks to the dysfunction that's already existed within the franchise. But here's the good news for Bears fans. You ain't got to worry about being misled by Matt Eberflus much longer. He, <laughs> he, he, he ain't got that many more games. You got about eight more games, including the night, that you got to deal with before you're talking about a new head coach and a new decision maker on the sidelines for the Chicago Bears. Because Matt Eberflus, what I've realized is that dude ain't it. He's not it. Now, I know we're pointing to the quarterback, and that's going to be where the lion's share of the criticism goes, but there's no way you can explain away the dysfunction that's been happening within the ranks. We're not talking about just one, but two coaches have been dismissed off of Matt Eberflus' staff already this year for HR issues. Yeah. We're not talking about anything on the field. We're talking about HR. Like that, 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 that is impossible in terms of being able to establish a culture that leads to sustained success when you have that kind of stuff going on. Yeah, and we forget about the stuff with Justin Fields where he was essentially coming out and saying the offensive scheme doesn't play to my strengths and I'm trying to figure it out and be me. We forget about all that drama that went down earlier in the season as well. We are on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com for more information. So this contributes to the musical chairs that we could be looking at at the quarterback position next year. So I'm going to give you a quarterback. You tell me if they're the starting quarterback for their team next year. Okay. Justin Fields with the Bears. I think no. no. Okay. No. Daniel Jones for the Giants. If he's healthy. Yes, he yes. is a star- he is going to start a game for the Giants next year. Yes. Matthew Stafford for the Rams. No. Mm. I'm out on Stafford. I'm he's actually Staff- been good when he's I, I, been healthy. But this that's year. the problem. It's when he's healthy, and that's been an issue the last couple of years. His overall health, it was his neck. Now the injuries that he's dealing with this year. I just I think that the the Los Angeles Rams are going to be looking eyes toward the future based on what's happening on the field. Yeah, they, they're agree. turning to Carson Wentz right now. That's a bad place to be when you got to rely on Carson Wentz, who's coming off the street to try to help you win football games. I think it's worse that the guy who started for them last week, Brett Rippon, they cut. They literally, cut. They literally like, just got rid of him. Thanks. Yeah. We appreciate it. You're out, and Carson Wentz is in. Do you think that that means Matthew Stafford retires or Matthew Stafford goes somewhere else? I think he's done. You done do? altogether. I think he's done. Yeah, he's right got off a, of the sunset. He's had, living he's in had, LA. He's had a home in Southern California for a really long time. You've been injured. I think he shuts it down. Yeah, I don't I think he's I going anywhere it. else. Yeah. All right, Kirk Cousins, Vikings. I think he stays. I think he's back with the Vikings. So there's not as much musical chairs maybe as we thought there would be. Well, the Giants situation. Three, four, five the weeks the Giants situation has some musical chairs though, because Daniel Jones, even though he's going to start a game next year. 
he's not going to be the quarterback that excites Giants fans going into 2024. It's going to be whoever they take in the top 10 of this year's NFL draft. And that's why Joe Shane, their GM, and the assistant GM and director of pro personnel been on a whirlwind tour the last several weeks scouting these college quarterbacks. Like They were at Notre Dame. They were at USC Washington last weekend. There's a reason why they're going to see all of these guys because they understand that we can't rely on Daniel Jones and that last year was the outlier performance. Daniel Jones has not stayed healthy uh, in, in any regular season except for last year, and you're talking about the outlier season, the guy throwing a grand total of 15 touchdown passes across 16 games. That, that ain't going to get it done in terms of being able to win in today's NFL. So – that's where the level of intrigue starts to happen with these teams. It's not only them moving on from their incumbent starters, yeah. but it's what they're moving on to, and it's eyes toward the 2024 quarterback draft class. All right. Uh, we mentioned something with an all-star game and a remake here. And so Mark J. Spears of uh, Anscape had a chance to catch up and talk to uh, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA. And Silver took some some onus on, hey, the all-star game is not where it needs to be, need to do better. And one of the things that's been floated out there was the idea of – the United States versus the world in terms of the all-star game around the NBA. And Adrian Wojnarowski, of course, our senior NBA insider on NBA Countdown yesterday, discussed the potential changes coming to the all-star game. Adam Silver said people are talking about the Ryder Cup format. That means Adam Silver's talking <laughs> and the league is talking about a Ryder Cup format, a USA versus the world. Uh, Adam Silver doesn't throw these things out because he just thought of it on the way to the news conference. Right. It's always by design and so certainly he is setting the stage and typically in these situations if the league has done their research they take it to the owners they typically get support on these kind of league events so uh, i don't think it's an accident adam silver threw it out i think the possibility is very real so um i'll say the part out loud that we don't want to say um we shouldn't do this because uh as americans i don't think we'd win (laughs) i mean i think we'd get destroyed you realize what the non-United States, the, the world team would be? Jokic, Giannis, Luka, SGA, Shea Gildas Alexander, Jamal Murray. If Joel Embiid plays for that team, um, I mean, let's just be honest. The world is better than the United States right now. I mean, we'd have LeBron. We'd have KD. We'd have is Wemby, Tatum. Is Wemby playing for them Wemby too? Wemby <laughs> would be on their team. Curry would be on our team. I mean, I'm, I hate even doing this because it's like we're all one. We're all living in the United States. And I also don't like doing it because it makes me put like Giannis as a non-American, which to me, he's, he's a great guy. I don't care if you're American or not. But if we do this, United States versus the world, we ain't winning that. Completely agree on that front. But just thinking about the impetus to do it, it's to, to see if you can get guys to play hard in the All-Star game. And regardless of the format that you want to go with or how you want to split up the rosters, I don't think you're going to get these guys to play hard in the All-Star game. I just don't think it's going to happen because the ultimate prize is being able to win a championship and guys look at the All-Star festivities as an opportunity to be celebrated. But I don't think anybody's looking at it as a situation where they're going to go hard at each other just because the ultimate goal is about what happens in May and June, not what happens in February. Yeah, and I know that by saying it's America versus the world, you might incentivize the guys to represent America and go a little bit harder. But what about the guys playing for the world? Man, I really got to go out there and give it my all because I'm representing the world? 
That doesn't make sense to No, me. no. And then we kind of have something like that anyway every four years. It's called the Olympics. Yeah. So but I they're think just trying to spice up the All-Star no, game. I get it. I, I don't know I, why I, they, why we have arrived at this point. Like it kind Because of is it's so what bad, it is. though. I know, I know why we're is. here. We're, it's so bad, and it's gotten progressively worse over the years. And they're trying to find ways to salvage it, just like they're trying to find innovative ways to punch up the regular season, like the in-season tournament. I get why they're doing what they're doing, and I applaud them for their effort. I just don't think that there's going to be a lot that comes of this because you're not going to convince guys that they should be playing harder and risking injury in an event that actually is meaningless when it comes to their contractual value to their teams. Let's tell the truth about all these All-Star games, okay? Every single one of them. They're all wins. Everyone thinks they're losses. They're not losses. They're wins. It's on national television. It's on national radio. There are sponsors that want to sponsor it, and there are tickets sold. The format doesn't matter for any of these. We're all going to sit there in February when the NBA All-Star Game comes around. We're not going to break it down like Game 7 of the Finals, but we're going to have our five, six, seven notes from the game. Did you see this? Did you see that? That was interesting, whatever. And it's going to be on national TV, going to be on national radio, and they're going to make money off of it. The thing I look forward to with the All-Star Game is the glorified dunk contest that yeah, they have. Absolutely. Yeah, like, 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 Because the best dunkers aren't always going to participate in the dunk contest, but you always see these breakaway plays. Like, when you see Zion at the All-Star Game, a couple of years ago, Zion at the All-Star Game, everybody was clearing the path just so they could see Zion dunk. The players on the court on the other team wanted to see Zion dunk. That's what I look forward to in the All-Star Game. It is unique in that regard, but to try to pretend that it's going to be something that it's not by getting these guys to go out here and play hard by saying it's the U.S. versus the world, that just ain't going to happen. And, and It's we're, not going to happen. We in the United States are not good enough where they're probably going to have to make it North America versus the world because we're going to need to group in Canada because there's a lot of good Canadian players in the league right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to need some help in that regard. All right, coming up, some positive programming. I'm going to ice down my hand uh, from the slap heard around the world from CeCe. But first, Canty has this from Oh, Oh, Oh. O'Reilly, are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, and squeaking? Don't compromise your visibility with streaks or smearing on your windshield. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts. The professional parts people will help you choose from their wide selection to find just the right wiper blades for your vehicle. They'll even install them for you free of charge. That's free, 99. See better and drive safer with new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Smalls makes us smile with I'm Ford. Positive programming here on Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. 
Smalls gives us stories in and around the sports world that maybe puts a smile on your face until I find a way to ruin it. Go ahead, Smalls. Yeah, well, you'll find a way to ruin this one for sure. I can't wait to see how you Uh do it. Uh No, I'm just kidding. We love Deion Sanders. He's the most electric figure love in college Coach football Prime. right love now, right? Coach we love Prime. Coach Prime. He's great for college football. But because he's great for college football, we naturally assume that maybe one day he'll make the jump to the NFL and become a head coach in the NFL. Well, Coach Prime was on earlier this week with Dan Patrick, and DP asked him about maybe going to the NFL in the future. Here's what Coach Prime had to say. I don't think I'm built for the NFL. I appreciate the game so much. And I respect the game so much of what the game has consistently done for me for a multitude of years that when I see a guy getting paid millions and millions of dollars and he has no respect for the game, does not want to excel and exceed expectations in the game, I'm going to have a true problem. So I'm the kind of coach that would go out there with 53 and come back at the halftime with about 32. I love this from Coach Prime because I want him to stay in college football. This was positive programming for me because I want him to remain in college football as long as possible. Oh, yeah, he's a star in college football. Even though the players are getting paid from NIL money, it's still about the coaches being the most prominent figures within these programs. When you go to the NFL – the, the the star power is in the actual players and not the guys that are wearing the headsets. So I'm pretty sure Dion likes the dynamic of the former and not the latter. Yeah, I could see him in college football for a really long time. And let's be honest, college football needs Coach Prime. They do. Who is he talking about, you think? Like, who who's coming to his mind when he's saying, I see some of these coaches act this way? Like, are there NFL coaches that he looks at and says, that's why I don't want to do this, you think? No, I don't think he's talking about the coaches as much as he's talking about NFL players. Okay. The yeah. mentality. Like, there are a lot of NFL players that like what comes along with football, but they don't necessarily like football. Got it. Okay. Yeah. You know, there there does become a point, and we have said this, but I have to reiterate, that he's got to win. Right? He's once Not now, but there does become a point where it's like people will say, it almost in a weird way feels like Mike McDaniel with the Dolphins. It's like, okay, cool, we get your act, even though it's not an act with either one of these guys. We need you to get over that hump. And I think at some point that's what we're going to say about Dion. I think. Well, I don't, I don't have any doubt that Dion will be successful. Whatever he puts his mind to, he's been successful. He was an all-world college football player, all-world NFL player, was a pro baseball player. Then he turns into a media personality and excels at that with an with NFL Network. And now he decides he wants to be a college football coach and quadrupled the win total for Colorado from last year to this year. Coach Prime is going to be fine. I agree. I'm Coach just Prime saying he has to be have fine. that point, though. Yeah, we're, we're not anywhere close to that Agreed. point yet. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and I understand what you're saying. At some point, if we're talking about you to the level that we're talking about Coach Prime, there has to be a certain level of winning on the field that comes with that. But he's kind of the outlier. I don't think that we are going to lessen our expectations for him, but he's coaching Colorado. You know what I mean? They won one game last year. Well, the- and he's made them so relevant that I think as long as he continues to build, even if it's incremental, we're going to give him a long runway. He's not going to have the same the same situation that a lot of other coaches have. I think the good thing about him is that he'll be the first to admit, like, don't mention my name in the same sentence as Saban. Don't put me with Kirby Smart. Like, I, I haven't done what they've done. Like, he's very self-aware of that, mm-hmm. and I think that's awesome with, with Deion Sanders. All right, the next thing, guys. Do you like conspiracy theory? I like a good conspiracy theory. I like that, yeah. I love that. In sports, yeah. In sports, yeah. Sports conspiracy <laughs> theory. A sports conspiracy. Don't worry, I'm not taking She's you down not a going rocky Manchurian path. candidate on no, this. No, okay? I'm not taking right. you down Question, a rocky road the answer. All right. But a lot of people have a conspiracy theory that the NFL is rigged, that there's the script, right? We yeah. always poke fun at the script. 
Well, I saw this online, and this made me laugh, so I wanted to bring it into positive programming. So NFL memes pointed this out. The last two Super Bowl logos had colors that matched the teams that actually ended up playing in the Super Bowl. Two years ago, the Super Bowl logo was orange and yellow, and it featured the Bengals and the Rams. Last year, the Super Bowl logo, green and red. Of course, it was the Chiefs versus the Eagles. This year's Super Bowl logo, guys, the colors are blue and red. And wouldn't you know it, one of the best teams playing right now is, or I'm sorry, purple and red, not yeah. blue and red, my bad. Yeah. Uh, one of the best teams playing right now is the Baltimore Ravens, purple. And we have said San Francisco 49ers, a team that could certainly come out of the NFC, red. So you're telling me, and you're telling us, and you're telling everyone that we may see a rematch now with everything going on of the Harbaugh Bowl? Is that what you're saying? That we may have more Harbaugh in our lives after all of this? <laughs> because the last time those two teams played, it was in New Orleans when the power went out. I was in the building. I got scared. Um, that The power went out with the Ravens and the Niners, Jim versus John. That all anyone's talking about in sports today, rightfully so, is Harbaugh. And now we may get more Harbaugh-related content? I'm here for that. I'm good on that. That's not impossible. Nobody would be surprised if we had a Niners-Ravens Super Bowl, right? I no, wouldn't be surprised. I don't think I'd be surprised, no. But yeah, but although the 49ers being in the Super Bowl would mean they have to get past the Eagles. That's the only thing that gives me pause. And I don't know that that's, that's going to be I a think thing. the 49ers are now underrated. I want to say that because I think we are watching them with a depleted team for them. I think the moment we see them, whether it's this week against Jacksonville or whenever it is, with their full complement of players, which includes Trent Williams and Debo Samuel, I think we're going to be right back to them in the, in well, the Debo, Eagles. Well, Debo was back practicing, full practice yesterday. Trent Williams is dealing with more than a low ankle sprain, according to Kyle Shanahan. They got the Jacksonville Jaguars oh, yeah. this weekend. That's a potential if, Super Bowl if, matchup. If, if, they, if they lose to Jacksonville, you better sound a damn alarm for the San Francisco 49ers. That's four in a row, dog. Even That's though the NFL's already written them in the script? <laughs> I love that. You know what I'm I love saying? that. Anyway, if, if you believe it. in conspiracy theories, go put some money it. on the Ravens it. and the Niners to make yeah. it to the Super Bowl. All right, last thing, guys. So we love when players and coaches bring their kids to the postgame presser. And earlier this week, Kelly Oubre brought his daughter to the postgame press conference. This is just something to make you smile. It was the cutest thing ever. My name is Malibu. Hello? <laughs> do you want to answer any questions before we start? She will, don't tempt her though. She will. <laughs> what did Daddy do tonight? Was he good? Yeah, not the best. <laughs> So Malibu, the star of the show, Kelly Oubre's daughter. And I thought about this, guys. If I had a bad game as a player oh, bring, bring, or coach. Oh, bring the kid up. I'm bring the, the dog kid with me up. every time. Yeah, it's, the best, it's the best shield. <laughs> How uh, you the, kid, the kid is a better shield than Roger Goodell for the NFL owners. It's amazing. There's no way a media <laughs> member can ask you tough, hard-hitting questions with your two-year-old there looking adorable with her little puffs. Look if if Kelly Oubre had the worst game of oh, his life and great. Malibu sitting on his lap in the yeah. post-game press conference, you're not going to be mad. Not every kid is cute, but that one right there, that, that little girl she is, is adorable. adorable. She is so cute. Beautiful. And so is the kid, by the way. Oh, Evan. What? Well, it's Kelly Oubre. He's the best-looking guy in the NBA. Just saying. Why, why do you do this? Why do you do this all the time? You you look for opportunities to make everything awkward. Why? why? You need to what? make like an Evans crush list. Yeah, uh, I love his it. His power rankings. Brady, <laughs> Oubre. I don't love Oubre as a player. CeCe loves him way more than I you do. You love Jimmy G. I'm souring on him a little bit, I oh, think, on this. But, yeah, okay. we can make a crush list. I'm good with that. 
It, it may be too long for one graphic, though. That's the problem. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.